Welcome to a daily word of encouragement with Celebration Church in Thomasville, Georgia. We believe that the Bible is God's word to all people. We love God, we love each other, and we are changing our world one relationship at a time. We want to help you know and love God's word. Join Pastor Jimmy Bryson each day as we discover how to seek God and live our lives encouraged by his word. Hello to you. I want to pray a blessed Wednesday for you. Some of you are listening early in the morning, and so I say good morning. Some of you are listening later in the day. I say good day. Some of you are listening in the still of the night. I say good evening, and I hope you'll stay awake the next eight minutes and hear this word that I'm sure is going to bless you to the depths of your soul. Why? Because every time God's word is proclaimed, it's a blessing to us. It encourages us. And it builds us up. So I need y'all to do me a favor today. If you will, just say, I'll do you a favor today, man. You got to listen faster than you did yesterday. Uh, y'all listened too slowly yesterday. And then I got off the track of uh, uh, of what I was going to say, but got on Psalm 23 about Jesus being our living shepherd. So I'm assuming somebody needed that. I'm assuming somebody needed that. So if you're the one that needed that, or it was a blessing to you, and you're glad that I got off the regular podcast. Shoot me a text, give me a phone call, shoot me an email, uh, Facebook uh, yeah, on Facebook, give me a message, and let me know. Hey, you know what? That was for me. That that'll that'll just encourage me to know that um, maybe I did hear the Lord, huh? Yeah. So anyway, talking this week about um, Jesus. Obviously, we're talking every week about Jesus, no matter what time of year it is. Yesterday, I shared that in John 10, Jesus is the good shepherd. First Peter 5, he's the chief shepherd. Psalm 24, he's the ascended shepherd. Psalm 23, he's the living shepherd. And Psalm 22, he's the dying shepherd. Then we went back to Psalm 23. We're going to stay in Psalm 22 here for a minute today. Did you see that? Psalm 22, Jesus is the dying shepherd. Chapter 23, he's the living shepherd. Chapter 24, he's the ascended shepherd. 22.1 of Psalm. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? The same words that Jesus uttered on the cross. Psalm 22 really happened in David's life, and David wrote about it. He felt forsaken by God, though he wasn't. Jesus quotes this verse from his heart on the cross my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? This is a psalm, <coughs> excuse me, of the cross. And now for the second week, I'm just reminding you that the first 18 verses we find laid out for us the reality of the cross. I mean, David's describing the cross hundreds of years. I have to go back and check, maybe 12 or 1300 years before crucifixion by the cross was ever Invented And so verses 1 through 18, he writes about the reality of the cross. And then the results of the cross, 19 through 21, Jesus is our strength. Jesus is our help. Jesus is our deliverer, the one that rescues us, snatches us from danger. And uh, Jesus is our saver, our liberator. And I, I just got to say this every time. That word means to have victory. So when Jesus saved us, he did a couple things. We did a lot of things. First, he delivered us. He rescued us from danger. And secondly, 
He saved us. He liberated us. Watch it. He gave us victory. And as long as I shall live, I'm going to cry this from the depths of the lowest valley into the heights of the tallest mountain, wherever I may go, land, shore, sea, that Jesus came not only to give us life, but to give us abundant life. And that is a result of the cross. Jesus is our strength. Jesus is our help. Jesus delivers us. He rescues us. And Jesus saves us. He liberates us, gives us the victory, and we are more than conquerors. Now, Psalm 22 is the psalm of the cross, which means it's a psalm of death. And I want to give you a word today about the death of Jesus, and then another word tomorrow, and another word Thursday, and tomorrow will be Thursday, and another word on Friday. The death of Jesus was natural. The death of Jesus was a natural death. What I mean by that, it was a real death. Jesus really died. If you think about it, his birth was natural. I know you're thinking, well, it was more than natural because nobody but Jesus has been (coughs) born by a virgin, a woman who's never had sexual relations. Yeah, 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 that that is supernatural. But his birth was also natural. From the moment Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit in Mary's womb, there was a period of about nine months that transpired, and I believe according to Psalm 139, as David was writing about how God had formed him in his mother's womb, Jesus Christ, the human, God that was made flesh, that making of flesh began in the womb of the virgin, and for nine months, for nine months, Jesus grew like I did in my mother's womb and like you did in your mother's womb. And at the appropriate time, we all travel from our mother's womb through her birth canal into this world. That's how Jesus entered this world. His birth, though it was also supernatural, was natural. Mary actually had labor pains. I'm sure, ladies, you can hear Mary screaming out in pain. Oh, probably the difference in Mary, though, I remember when, when, when Vicky gave birth to, to Tara, like she was screaming, I don't mean this in a bad way, okay? And uh, she's probably like blaming me for all the pain, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I can't see Mary doing that, though she was in pain. Like she knew she couldn't blame Joseph for her beating all that pain. She should have blamed Adam and Eve from way back. Anyway, the Holy Spirit is the one that brought conception and Jesus was born naturally. His life was natural. I know he never sinned, so that's supernatural. But the Bible says in Luke chapter 2, verse 52, Jesus increased in wisdom and stature. That means he grew physically. And that means he grew emotionally. He increased in wisdom and stature. He grew up. I mentioned in church the other day, he went through puberty. Now, he probably didn't act out like most uh, teenage boys act out and they're going through puberty, but but his body did change. He went from being a baby to a little boy to a young man to a man. His life was natural. He grew. He increased in wisdom and stature and favor with God and favor with man. We know he suffered pain. We know he, ang- he got angry a couple times, but he did not sin. We know he wept. We know he got thirsty. His life was natural. And then his death was natural. John 19.30 says that after Jesus cried with a loud voice, 
Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. He bowed his head and he gave up the ghost. That's interesting. He gave up the ghost. All along, Jesus had been saying, nobody takes my life from me. I lay it down. He died. He died. There are people that say he swooned. There are people that say he went into a a comatose-like situation. And three days later, he resuscitated. The scripture says he gave up the ghost, which means he died. There were witnesses that took Jesus off the cross. There were witnesses that prepared his body and laid him in a tomb. There were witnesses that shut that tomb. There were many witnesses that would stand today, even in a court of law, under oath and say, Jesus died. So what I'm saying is, Jesus' birth was natural. He was born like all of us were born. His life was natural. He lived like all of us. And his death was natural. Jesus really died. The Bible says this, appointed unto man once to die. Jesus' death was natural. But I need you to come back tomorrow because I'm talking about how Jesus' death was also unnatural. Take a moment or two and just lift up your voice and say, thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for me.